So I have my right-hand man with me today. How are you keeping, Will? How's life? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's Monday morning. We've just had a good weekend. I hope you all had a great weekend. This may not reach you after the weekend, but um, what did you get up to, Will? Uh, lots of uh, getting things sorted. Just getting yeah, everything organisational day. Yeah, it was just catching up on a few things. It was quite nice weather as well, actually. This it weekend. was beautiful. And, uh, do you know what? When I woke up on Saturday morning, it was like that smell of summer was coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just t- it just took me back in like in the day when I used to go fishing on like like in the summertime, and I wake up really early. It was like the smell of summer just it was just kind of crisp, wasn't it? It was like you could, the, the snow had all gone, and the sun was beaming through the sky. I, I know it's weird to think that a week ago it was snowing it and was. we were sliding across you know the ice going up yeah. to our contracts uh, up north and it was beautiful up there as well wasn't it, it which was, is, which very was great picturesque. so yeah I mean today I think we, we're going to kind of go on a different angle today in terms of what we're talking about we've talked very heavily on a lot of different subjects in terms services of reliability services like you know vibration analysis and all the conventional services but today we're going to talk about a little bit more about why we kind of do what we do I think a lot of you already ascertained we've got a lot of passion for what we do and I think as well sometimes that passion it cannot be faked you know you kind of yeah. you kind of either love it or you you know this type of subject yeah. or you kind of don't and we've really tried to adopt this community where we can try to get people involved and get people's thoughts and really bring people together through this reliability journey of ours as well and it's not just i mean obviously we, we do go to work to pay the bills of course we do you know it's, it's it's one of the metrics that we measure but it's not the reason why we kind of do it as well in terms no. of the subject that we've done so i think it's really important as well i think in life as well in general like we've all got different paths, we've all got different sort of career paths that we go down as well. But I think when you can find an intrinsic why to what you're doing, it makes your life a lot more interesting and it makes it a lot easier to wake up every day with a bit of a purpose. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Understanding why you do what you do. Yeah. So today's podcast, well, the name is in the name. Well, yeah. Why we do what we do. And um, like, I'm really blessed to have found Will. To be, it's a bit weird <laughs> with having this conversation, right? <laughs> Six months ago is when you first joined the company. Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt like I attracted the right person as well because I think one of my fears, shall I say, like when I started to grow this business on my own and we started to get busier, was that, A, I couldn't help more customers achieve that reliability because you get to a certain, you know, what we do is quite service-based. So you get to a certain amount of customers where you think, well, do you know what? Any more customers I kind of take on now. You can't deliver the same. You can't deliver the same kind of care to your existing customers. So for yeah. me, it was like two fears, really. It was one, not being able to deliver everything I want to with my existing customers. And the other fear was not being able to expand it and help other people as well. Because, yeah. you know, I started to get, you know, inquiries. And, you know, the more that I kind of did and the more work that kind of got spread around in terms of word of mouth, it was it was like work does generally pick up and it snowballs a little bit when you start to you know get your services out there and work start, start, at some point starts to come to you yeah. do you know what I mean so I mean my fear was that I, I wouldn't be able to do both so I knew for a fact then it was like the decision for me was like right I need to take someone else on because like the the two aims out of that in terms of okay I need to help more people yeah and I don't want to not help the customers I help in a minute that kind of for me it was like there was the why that was exactly why I did what I did. And do you know what? At the time, I didn't even realise it. No. Because you kind of, like, a lot of people do things, uh, and of course, there's always a reason behind why they do it, but are you even aware of why you're doing it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Probably when you're not. Probably not. You probably yeah. just do it because it's your routine. This is what you've done. You've trained for. But when you actually sit down, I think, and like part of what we're going to talk about today and the books that we've now both read, when you sit down and go, okay, 
what is my why? Why, why do I do? And you really think about it. Yeah. And I think we've all got, we've all got motivations. We've all got motivators as well. And, you know, we've got to really try to separate them things as, are they kind of finite goals? Are they measurable? Are they metric goals that kind of, when you get there, end? Yep. Or are they infinite goals in terms of, are they, is it a philosophy, an ongoing thing that never, ever can get completed? Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, for example, in terms of what we do, we want to, I mean, I think for us, I've just explained the why there really, my, I think my intrinsic goal and I think Will's goal as well when he come on board was to be able to really create an environment where reliability matters. Do you know what I mean? And and we can improve that reliability for engineering managers, um, reliability professionals and really create a community where the knowledge can be passed upon people to be able to create a better workplace and a better reliable nature in terms of UK manufacturing. You know what I mean? I think that's 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 the yeah I think the so. why that we kind of we kind of base all of our work around because we don't you know as condition monitoring engineers initially I mean that was generally the initial plan and I kind of followed that consensus from my previous employer of just basically finding stuff before it fails yeah you know but then it it appeared to me to be really important to be able to understand the root cause of them failures and then improved the reliability off the back of him and that completely changed the way that we run this company do you know what i mean because now we're doing different services and stuff like that we've incorporated and we've added to be able to improve that reliability you know and it's a very different thing to be oh we can just detect issues but how do you actually it's it's the it's the next step of going okay this has got a problem but how do we then stop that from happening exactly or or improving the overall or if you can do this instead of doing this you're going to get this, this much more life or this how we can best make that plant factory whatever run as reliably as possible exactly and to, you know what that that for us is our, is the infinite goal because there's so many areas to be improved and that's there's... it and, and we we understand that that's not a goal that is ever gonna we're never gonna get to the end and be like it's perfectly running 100 it's never gonna happen it's not and it's, it's not gonna happen tomorrow either and I think that's something I think we have to be aware of that this is this is a long term journey yeah um f- for us and the customer to go on but towards the end of that journey I feel like we can all achieve everything we want to and us by kind of like our expertise and our passion for what we do can really help engineering managers achieve their goals in terms of what they want to do whether that be a finite basis or whether that be infinite goal as well depending on what it is because the the finite goals in terms of metrics of like okay let's get to this much um productivity or let's get to this type of you know shall we say sales percentage of of reliability yeah or percentage type based goal all of them goals do generally if you apply them right add to the infinite goal the long-term reliability goal in, in in the end. So they're not, I'm not saying they're not important, um, but they shouldn't be prioritized over the, 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 the vision, yeah. the long-term vision, because we can all do like for a great example of that is right. We ha- if you look at reliability in terms of percentage and you say, right, okay, how do we make the figures look good? So we're reliable. Do you know what I mean? On a short-term basis, you might actually implement a practice that will get you out of the trouble, say, for example, on the year end. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But long-term, five years, 10 years down the line, is it the right decision? And I feel like a lot of the time we're basing our decisions on short-term wins rather than looking at the end picture because, A, it's easy to justify and quantify in terms of a budget point of view, and, B, 
you can see the wing quicker. Well, it's like well. like any like factory that is producing something or doing something. You could have an infinite goal a set saying, you know, we're going to produce X product as cheaply as possible for our customers, as, you know, a really high quality level whilst doing it safely. You know, that's your infinite goal that you're constantly striving to do better. You know, you're constantly trying to do it more uh, cost effective. So you're constantly going towards that. And then you have your finite goals of, okay, to do achieve that infinite goal, we need to hit at least 95% reliability. We need to hit this. We need to hit this. And those goals are all what are pushing your infinite goal further. But the infinite goal is never going to be. It's it's, never met. You can't set the post and get to the infinite goal. It's something that is constantly being progressed towards. Exactly. And that's the point. Because you can never meet it, you get out of bed every single day striving and wanting to do better. The thing is, like any goal, when you reach it, you get the, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing actually, because in, in life in general, when you're in the journey, when you're in the process of it, right, you're having the best fun ever. Do you know what I mean? But it's weird because when you kind of reach the, the end destination, because you know you've reached it, you kind of feel obviously satisfied at first, but after that, you actually feel a little bit empty because you're not on the journey again to get to the yeah. where you need to be. So um, this is why as well, I think as people we all need to have a real in, indefinite why of why we do stuff because if not we're going to constantly be chasing the short-term metrics rather than living our life with passion to yeah. get to the end goal and, as well and these things of like why's are uh, our, our why and later we'll come on to our just cause do you want to like explain to the guys listening where that philosophy has come from well for me it's actually you actually that point of view. <laughs> it was actually will because i'm Basically, I, I initially read a book called uh, How to Story Brand Marketing. Yep. Great book that was about, you know, because I think I wanted to understand marketing on the point of view about how, how do we kind of inspire our customers to get the best out of what we do. And a lot of the time before I read that book, it was a bit like, oh, we do this, we do that, we do this. Like, we do the best service, you know what I mean? Because we know what we do is great. But I kind of felt like we were shouting about it probably a little bit too much in terms of, our uh, we are the best. And I think every company that are passionate, of course they are going to shout about what they do. But I mean, I think it wasn't really resonating with the end user because what we were doing is putting ourselves on a pedestal rather than trying to guide, shall we say, the people to achieve the goals they, they want to achieve. It's not about us. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about the customer. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? And it's about us allowing them to use our processes to get them to where they want to be. Yeah, no, rather definitely. than for our short term gain. Do you know what I mean? In terms yeah, yeah. of what we want to do, whether that be money, whether that be whatever. So that's where our intrinsic why I think works because we're not so focused on the short term stuff. We're really focused on trying to drive that reliability long term. And, and we like position ourselves differently. There's a really good analogy in that book. It's like Yoda. It? Yeah. Yoda and uh, Luke. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're Yoda, basically. And what we want to do, and all the engineering managers are like Luke Skywalker. That's right. So what we want to do is be able to say, right, our, our knowledge and everything we've learned, we want to guide them to be able to master the art, shall Definitely. we say. And whether, that us, whether that's us coming on site, doing the, the analysis and giving them the information to get the way they need to be in terms of their goal, or whether that's training to get them actually doing it themselves. Yeah. There's, no, there's no limitation in terms of what we do do because we understand a lot of plants approach it differently. Of course, no one's the same in terms of their, their end goal. But what we do do is guide that person to where they need to be. We're not there shouting about how great we are. No. We're just st- standing back being like, okay, this is the path we need you to take. Come with us and we'll get you to where we'll you get need you to go. To, yeah, exactly. So, and, and that's generally what we want to do because 
I feel so much satisfaction from that. So, for example, when like some of the first customers that, that I've had, you know, a good three, four years ago when I started the business, to see where they are now, every time I think about that particular customer in terms of where they are in terms of the reliability journey, I get a great sense of achievement just yeah. thinking about it. So what we do is yearly reviews as well in terms of the improvements we've kind of made. And we try to really measure um, that in a way that we can kind of display the reliability change. I know sometimes it can be difficult because cost avoidances are not generally associated cost savings. You know what I mean? But what we can do is give a guide and estimation of like, okay, because we've, because you guys have implemented this practice, this means that you're not going to see these problems. Yeah. So we can kind of measure the reliability in terms of uh, awareness type of way. And we can, you know, put, you know, cost to that to a degree. Um, but what we, what, what really makes me feel um, like incredible inside in terms of passion saying, do you know what? We made a difference here yeah. to not just what they're doing, but the philosophy and the culture and the way the engineers now think of this process. Because you know how it is a lot to start. Like, well, you've always got two engineers. Like, what the hell are they? What are they? Oh. You get, a, you always get, you know, you always get the, the people that don't believe in it. And I understand. I get it because it doesn't help that in the past they may have had another company come in and just deliver a really poor service or just sell them an analyzer and then just, just leave, like them. leave them to get on with it because I, it's not an easy like vibration analysis it needs to be guided it needs to be supported with a mentor yeah. by the side oh yeah and for for a long time as well and and as well i think i feel like you know a, a lot of the time that it's getting undersold in the sense that it can just be you can just get chucked a piece of technology and i, and I get technology's getting better I understand it. So yep. accessibility in terms of this equipment is obviously we're in a place where we've never been with that. But at the same time, you can't just chuck someone a collector and say, you can kind of do it and we can analyze from the sideline when they've not seen the machine. They've not been next to the machine. There's so much information that's missed from that being with the machine on site. So, you know, we, we really try to, you know, we'd never suggest that route because we'd either say, right, you know, let's train you guys to do it properly and really properly because we know that's the only thing that's going to work or let us take control of that and let's, let us do the work in terms of that. We'd yeah. never sell the middle option because I just don't believe that it is good for reliability. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't feel like there's value in that because there's so much that could get missed and is the person doing it really invested in it? Are they passionate like us? <laughs> you know what I mean? And if they're not, are they giving, are you getting the, the best value. out of that reliability practice? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, as well, because let's be honest. Um, we all know how much downtime can cost a business. Massive. It must be a priority, this type of work, because we know that the, the cost, if it's not a priority, can be paramount. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and that's the thing as well. I'll get people obviously trying to, save on budgets and everything like that. But to be honest, vibration analysis is not, not expensive. No, it's not, not when you consider what the cost of one breakdown could be. So all you have to do exactly. is each yeah. month is avoid potentially one failure that you're not aware of and you've probably paid whatever service. But that's just the vibration analysis. You've got exactly. to think of the work that goes on behind that, that where we base our why is yeah. like, okay, root cause analysis, what caused it? Oh, electrical fluid. And how do we solve that issue? Yeah. So we get more out of that machine. So what caused this issue in terms of uh, misalignment? Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, what is causing the soffit? You yeah. know, is the bed 
right you know what i mean yeah. was it was it situated on right you know you know we often see these failures it's multiple different things that's caused it so we've got maybe electrical flute in and we've also had poor bearing practice and lubrication practice so these are all the things that contributed to that failure so now let's look at them and work out how we can minimize minimize exactly them, make yeah. it better and that's the bird's eye view I, I, I kind of feel like that we have just the passion with you know because we're like I mean, we're fortunate in the sense that we've surrounded ourselves with these things for so long to us it's kind of second nature you know you go yeah. oh show me your grease store and you look in and there's like grease all mixed together it's all in celebration tin <laughs> to us we see that and just think that's a nightmare what on earth but to them they know no different i know and that's the thing we have the awareness and the compassion to understand and realize that we're not judging anyone's practice at all and I, I i see i see a little bit of that as well on linkedin as well i do see that yeah you, you know so you know people uh, that get, jump to conclusion well, and be like you're doing this wrong or da, 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 yeah and they yeah and like but they may know have not known no different exactly and i think that's that's the problem with something like that and what we're doing is bringing community together saying do you know what you may be unaware of that practice but it's okay yeah because you don't know yeah. And if you did know, what what good could you do? So the problem is a lot a lot of the time, people out there are scared to, to say anything. They're scared to post anything. They're scared yeah. to, you know, out of the fear of being wrong. But um, I get why, though, because, you know, you do get a lot of people jump on stuff and kind of, you know, belittle it. But we're all human. You know, we all make mistakes. We're not perfect either, no. are we? Do you know what I mean? And, and a great example of that, actually, a great, a great example. Someone posted a video the other day on LinkedIn, and it was – um. You know, it was somewhere in the Middle East. Um, it was a motor repair shop. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, I didn't have a lot of equipment, no gear at all. Do you know what I mean? And they literally stripped this motor down with like minimal tools, like literally chiseled. Didn't even heat the motor up to pull the coil coils out and everything wow. like that. They had a hand winding machine that they were winding this thing, and they made the coils and everything. They wound this motor. Um, didn't have no varnish tank to dip it or anything like that. They literally had just brush on varnish, and they, he did an incredible job for what he had. And someone posted that video, and I was actually quite impressed. Actually, For- I was like, "Wow, this guy—he's got no—he's got no equipment at all. He's just literally got a few hand tools. Do you know what I mean?" And the way he kind of approached that job with what he had, I thought was quite remarkable. But in the comments, I was kind of shocked to see just so many people just saying, "Oh, oh, this is bad practices. This is oh," and laughing at it. And, and do you know what? I just, but the thing is, 10, 20 years ago, that's probably how we would have done it. Probably is. But the, the thing is, I'm sure if the guy had the equipment, he would have done, they would, he, yeah. he would have done the job he could. Do you know what I mean? And for me, it was like a lot of the time people always looking to see the bad in something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Rather than looking at, oh, do you know what? The guy did a great job of what he had. And that's the way we kind of go to sight as well with that philosophy. We don't, we don't just say, oh, that's bad. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. It's like, do you know what? You know, let's work with you. Are where you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's because of the 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 history and like, you know, the just the plant in terms of how it's been run, and the awareness and the lack of knowledge and education. And that's fine because everyone's at different stages in this. Yeah. Everybody is. Do you know what I mean? And what we say is like, regardless of how far behind it is, it doesn't matter. We as long as you start somewhere, we can start to implement the change. We can do it gradual. Because the thing is, when you try to take somewhere from like naught to 100 mile per hour in two it seconds, is. it falls over, it crashes. Of course it does. Because habitually, like all, everybody knows human behavior. It takes, I don't know, two weeks to form a habit. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you've been operating in a certain way for years upon years, it's automatic. It is automatic. Your processes yeah. are. So what we need to understand is be patient and, and you know, really implement things slowly depending on where the customer is. Definitely. And every single customer is in different stages of their reliability journey. So let's not be so critical, guys, of each <laughs> other. And because it's awareness it. and education. And if you do see something that is not right, do you know what I mean? Don't. Shout, like shout at someone and say oh that's wrong you know like give them what they need to be able to become better and that's where we want to be that's what we want to do and that follows you know, straight into our why and our it? just cause really doesn't it yeah so our just cause we haven't touched on that yet that's from Simon that is from it? Simon Sinek as well so we haven't even touched on his book yeah so sorry we kind of <laughs> diversed on the story brand book but Will actually showed me a keynote about leadership about Simon Sinek um, and he's like Will do you know what I mean? Like, since I've started with you, this really reminds me of how you've been operating in terms of, like, me. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because, to be honest, I'm not, I don't see myself as Will's boss at all. We're just friends. So we just kind of just do this. We just <laughs> we do, do it. Yeah. Not, we just crack on with it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think I've ever seen myself that way. Uh, and I don't, do you know what? I don't think I, don't I ever think, will. No. Because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right for me to do that. It, and but, that's, that kind of plays into, I think, like Simon's, like, philosophy and stuff is the way that, this guy that we will touch on in a sec talks about leadership, running a business, infinite goals, just causes, all these things that we're going to be discussing is very much not how the the average business runs. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a different way of looking at things. It is, it? yeah. It's a different perspective of, of, you know, and I think, you know, he showed me this keynote and I listened to about 20 minutes. Of it. Every single point he raised just reminded me of kind of my, my values. And it's kind of weird because I know I never really heard of him. Do you know what I mean? I maybe have seen a few sort of posts and quotes on LinkedIn that people shared. Yep. You know what I mean? But I was never really aware that, you know, he had written these incredible books that could help me in my journey in my life in terms of understanding how to kind of run this business. And do you know what? The, the, the weird thing was I was kind of running it in the way that he was explaining it anyway. Yeah. But it kind of just reinforced the fact that, you know what, we do run this business a little bit differently to, to most businesses and we're not just after the sale we, we kind of really want to help you know what I mean yeah. and it really did reinforce that do you know what I mean no, so definitely. Um, just, I guess to touch on our just cause do you want me to yeah I, go for it I've got the definition for you guys to read out here just so you have a bit of understanding so a just cause is our why which we've already touched on projected into the future so it describes a future state in which our why has been realised is a forward looking statement that is so inspiring and compelling that people people are willing to sacrifice to see that vision advance and that is something although at the time when I joined you will I didn't we weren't following this or using these terminology of just cause but within even the first phone calls when we were having before I, I joined officially yeah I, I was so compelled by your passion yeah to do you know to do what you do that it infueled mine again that I kind of lost yeah I, I feel that and, and and as well the question for you is obviously before like I've seen Will just, he doesn't want to stop working. Sometimes I have to stop him. <laughs> I'm like, Will, just chill out, mate. Just, just chill out now. Stop working, please. It, and it's because he enjoys and loves what he does so much. But obviously, you know, it's a total. You need balance like, in life. Mindset. Thing. It is, yeah. But before that, to be honest, before Will come on board, I could see he was deflated. I could see that, um, you know, there was there was a lot. There's a lot of confidence that he'd lost through. Do you know what? Even even finding somewhere that would give him the opportunity to be able to express himself in a way that he wanted to as well. And that was sad for me because I, I, I could relate to it. 
Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. my previous employer kind of, I felt very much similar to the way he did then. And I, and because of that, um, because of the way I felt, I would never want to make anyone feel that way. So for me, like when, when always when I thought about bringing the first person on board was how can I really create an environment so the trust is on such a level that the freedom can be felt in terms of work and the enjoyment as well. Do you know what I mean? Because trust is a very important thing when it comes to any business because without trust um you that you then you you're operating on sets of processes and rules massive and you and know simon talks about trust doesn't he he does he does a metric of performance versus trust so um i'll let you guys like feel free to youtube it he does a whole video on it but essentially he talks about uh i think it's the u.s marines and yeah. how they pick their candidates yeah so it's not actually based on performance no it's, it's, that, it's based, it's based on, trust. on trust they yeah. would rather have potent a medium performer high trust yeah or even a low performer high trust than a high performer low trust because that person in the workplace is potentially quite toxic because they don't have the trust there. And it's really interesting to know that the one of the most like advanced military like teams, the US Marines, bases on that, yeah. Over performance. And that's that's a that's you know, that's true because let's be honest, that is probably one of the most important roles in terms of like Massive. any job you could do. So if they're basing their studies on this study, why are companies not doing the same? And you know, a lot of the time it's proof, isn't it? Because you know, you get professionals that are very high performance and you'll get a lot of companies drafting, shall we say, you know, interim engineer managers and pay them a hell of a lot, a hell of a lot of money. Yep. Which is a finite type of way of dealing with stuff. And then use that. The, the thing is, the motivation is not based on the inspiration of why. Yeah. It's based on the fact of uh, exterior thing, money, to yep. be able to get the job done. Yeah. which is very different to having someone who's in, in, incredibly inspired to do what they do. And what you'll find is that money's not really a metric to why they do it. It's just not because they're inspired by the why and not the external circumstances that surround it. Yeah. And pushing towards the just cause or the vision. Created, yeah. And know? it makes sense because, Massive. you know, when, when I was at my previous job, you know, um, I, I, you know, I earned fairly decent money. Um, but that wasn't the issue. It was a trust problem. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it, even if they increased my wage, you know, by another 10 grand, it wouldn't have mattered. No. Because, you know, I needed that level of trust in terms of that human interaction, in terms of value. And I just felt like yeah. there was no infinite goal there at no. all. There was nothing for me to work towards. So because of that, I had to create my own path. And you know I know, I mean? like, the, the relationship we have and the relationship that we'll have with any other engineers that come on board is that one that there is such strong trust there that, and I know that I'm striving towards our just cause of, of you know, helping as many companies achieve reliability excellence. You know, it's in our kind of, like, phrase now. Uh, I know that I can, whatever I do, you'll trust me to that I know that yeah. I'm doing the best job I can. And do you know what? He, he's he's perfect for the job to do that because I can leave him on his own devices and I know that he's operating off the same philosophy of me. So it, I don't have to reinforce anything. The why is all, the, you, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. The why is always there. It's just it's just the process in, 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 in which way it's kind of like, because I've set that vision out for Will and he's inspired to be able to carry it out because he understands it. 
Yeah. And he gets it. So the next person that comes on board, like we don't, it's not really for me. It's not necessary that everyone is the highest skilled. Do you know what I mean? Obviously skill is very important, but what I find is probably most of it is attitude in terms of understanding. And, and being open you know, to change, you know, I, I've always considered myself quite open to change and willing to experience different things. And, you know, John, it was a completely different mindset philosophy, but it was so like rewarding and fresh to join in and just think, wow, this is the exact company that I want to work for. Yeah. This is, you know, <laughs> uh, and look where we've, t- we've literally I know, in the last six yeah, months grown, maintained to twice the size it was. Yeah, I know. And you know what? I can't do this on my own. While I can't still, do this on my own. Do you know what I mean? I can't. Twice the size while still delivering the same level, the same vision, the same. Well, you know, more. More. Because we've invested in more equipment that can, do you know what I mean? Like the shaft yeah. grounding equipment that we've invested in. I mean, we've not really added that on as a service to get more money, but that we use that. Yeah, for our existing customers, you know, and we don't we don't measure that though. We don't measure. We're not okay. We're measure, like a lot of people. Our, our measure is improving reliability. Exactly. A lot of people are like okay. Well, we're going to buy the new kit. How they'd already set out a map of how they're going to recuperate that money for new business, but we've kind of like got the metric of how does that help our existing customers achieve what they need to achieve, yeah. rather than the finite goal of okay, how does this make us more money? Exactly. How can we offer this service to make us potentially more money? We're looking at, okay, so how can we offer this service to our existing and new customers to better their plant reliability? hundred percent. And I think, you know, for us, that that is always the way we're going to operate. And we're not a big business. We are a small business. And recruiting people is not, is, do you know what? Well, that's why... You, to be honest, I say it's a challenge. The first one has just been absolutely smashed at the park. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. It just comes to me. But like, you know, when we do look which we are we are yeah. looking for, for anyone that's listening we anyone are. that is looking you know who really like you know what if you've listened to this and it's it's really kind of like inspired you or resonated yeah. with you get in touch with us you know because we are looking in the sort of like sheffield sheffield area, leeds area uh for a great engineer so we've got some great customers there that we really improve in reliability massively but obviously we can't do this on our own no uh, do you know and, what i mean we're, we're limited to, to what we can do just me and you aren't we mate definitely you know? and you know, we want to be able to keep going towards our just cause of helping more people, helping more like customers improve their reliability. But to do that, we only have so much time on both. Our exactly. Hands. And then we need we need a team of people, of great minded people together that we can achieve these goals together. And, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, we at the start, we're not offering ridiculous salaries. We're not because we can't because no. we're a small business and we need to grow and we need to, you know, we need to ha- watch cash flow just like any business, you know. But what we are offering is a future where you, you know, can be embodied in this passionate environment Environment where you want, do you know what? You want to inspire people because that's what I want to do. Every single day, I've always, that's always been my vision as well. Um but you're just waking up every single morning and you just cannot wait to, you know, get Crack on with on. your first tasks. Because no. that's how it is for me right now. Like, Monday, I look forward to Monday. Oh, same. Definitely. You know what I mean? You and when you're like, okay, what site am I at today? Okay, right, what can we find today? How can we improve that site? Can we yeah. offer, offer them anything else to better their reliability journey? It's, 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 just, it's just great fun. And yeah. I think... If if the, if something like that resonates with you, and you know, it, it massively helps the environment that you've created, and now that I'm bringing on board and creating as well, definitely, definitely having you know, people don't leave businesses out of like choice. You know, it's often the environment that that causes them to leave. I know, and I think the I think as well, 
recently, in the last recent years, people have been measuring success wrong. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, oh, how much do you get paid? I mean, that's not a metric I believe is a successful one anymore. It's obviously, you know, an important one. I'm not saying that, but a lot of people base that as the end all of their decision of why they, they work where they work. But you have to remember, you, you know, you're at work 80% of your life. You know, five days a week is a long time to be yeah. there. Do you know what I mean? And are you really happy there? Because I can tell you now, if you sacrificed even a little bit of a pay cut to be somewhere where you're happy. The reward at the, the end. The reward of- at the end in terms of your life is paramount. Well, we both did the same thing, didn't we? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I, let's be honest, like I've even, since I brought Will on, I cut the wage down even more for myself. But for me, it's not It's not about that at the moment. No. It's about the infinite goal growing the business. Well, that's it. Because you know what I mean? Helping more people. So by you making that sacrifice. I can bring you on, on and then I can help more people. So yeah. in the long run for me, of course, it's, it's a metric that, you know, eventually will probably be there. But right now, it doesn't matter because I love my job so much. And if it, if it, it never came, yeah, I don't think I would care because I'm happy. I'm yeah. so happy. And I think, you know, it's, ha- it's difficult. Is, you know, it's ve- happiness is very elusive when you're basing happiness on finite goals. Yeah. Because even when you get there, there's something missing. Well, that's it. If you measure to the fine, once you get there, you're like, oh, yeah, great. This is all good. And then it's done. What now? What now? Whereas because our goals, our causes, our wives... It's just never ending. ending. It's constant. We're constantly really in such a state of excitement and passion and happiness. And that's why when people talk to us, they're like, wow, you guys are so passionate. It's because we absolutely love what we do. We're constantly striving towards it. And the truth is, we're not ever going to get there. But we're just on the journey We're just on the journey And and how beautiful is that? That's that's it. You know what I mean? Just thinking of it now, just being on the journey... Is the most it's exciting great. part. It's and the brilliant. fact that the journey never ends, how cool is that? Exactly. And not even that, the more, do you know what? The more people that I can bring onto my team inspire this way. Massive. Like you, you wait, you know, I'm, I'm sure in a year's time, you'll have another guy sitting with us possibly. Oh, definitely. And just speaking the same kind of thing. Because remember, we're all, I think us, us engineers, we want to improve. We want to do better. We've got this intrinsic thing inside of us that, wants to get to that higher self, you know, yeah. get to the better version of themselves therefore enhancing the people they help yeah. and helping them get to the better version of themselves, whether that be in reliability, whether that be in, in life in general. So, um, yeah, I thought I would take, we were, we would take you on a bit of a philosophical podcast in terms of just explaining why we do what we do, because I think it's important. I think it's really important for people we're, to we're understand not that. The, the average company. No, I'm going to, the truth, we're not, we're, no, we're, we're, not we're not the average, you know, any other condition monitoring company, you know, come in, do a service, leave, you know, that's what they just do. There. Well, you know, it's, some would even charge them to, to, to do a review on the site. And I could never understand that. Because um, how do you know you can help without even looking? Yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? And I, and I get, obviously you have to charge for your time, of course, and nothing is free, but if you really want to help them, how can you charge them before you know you can help them? That's that's what I'm going to leave that with anyway. So guys, um, I think we're going to we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this one. A little bit of a different one uh, today, but I mean, I think what we're going to talk about next week is sort of how this type of philosophy ties into getting the most out of your engineering team employees as well, Definitely. and how that can get the most out of your reliability. Because remember, people drive reliability. Yeah, you know, processes are put in place, but who carries the processes out? People, and without real 
sort of, shall we say, trust in good leadership styles, it's very difficult to be able to get the most out of your people to drive this thing called reliability when they're not on board. They're not. Do you know what I mean? So I think what I think I've had, I've had a hell of a lot of experience talking to non-believers in this on site about this type of thing. And it does take a while to get there. But you know what? I have cracks on people. So I kind of think I've got a little bit of experience with this in terms of trying to not change, but let, you know, get people that maybe not believers in this type of practice aware that we are here to help. We're not here to take anyone's job away from them. We're here to help them. So yeah, next week we're going to talk about getting the most out of your engineering team employees. So um, definitely. Thank you so much for you, for you guys listening. Um, If there's any questions or for anything, give me and Will a shout, or even if you're interested in potentially joining Maintain at some point. Definitely, yeah, we like, yeah, hundred percent. And even if it's not right for you know for for the business now, it doesn't matter because it's really? for me. It's about attitude, and I want the you know I want for for me if 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 the person has the right level of attitude in terms of that passion, eventually it's inevitable they'll be with us. Definitely, because they're matching what we believe in and it will happen so guys thank you so much for listening and uh yeah and thank you everybody um as well please follow us on the linkedin linkedin page at maintain cm we've just gone over 1350 followers absolutely incredible uh just yeah incredible just so so happy that we've uh you know we're making a difference out there and we're, we're adding value to to reliability in the in the field so guys thank you so much for listening we'll catch up with you next week see ya